Hello and welcome to Nervous vs World, episode 12, The Nerdy Dozen. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Aidy. And welcome to the show. Hello. How are we all? Exhausted. Exhausted, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sort of deja vu. Yeah. I feel like we've been here before. <laughs> oh, oh, we're all still recovering from a, a bit of a bit of a long weekend. So. Well, Brendan Simon are well, you well, were then around, again, I did have a longer weekend afterwards. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah I hear you started watching Arrow. I've been watching it before. Um, I've been watching it way before, um, but I got behind because I couldn't get somewhere uh, that played it from. See, I just started getting into that. I think I, in the space of four days, I've watched 17 episodes. Okay. So oh, on par then, with me now. Haven't quite finished it yet. It does rock the end of the series, gets really good. Um, so have you seen how good John Barrowman is in yeah. it now? <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. He has and some awesome fight scenes. I think that's where I've uh, finally came across something that I would actually like to cosplay. Hey. And that is Deathstroke. Ah, yes, I'd like yeah, to do... that's the, the guy whose name we couldn't yes. remember. Yeah, 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 Deathstroke, yeah. 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 But he got stabbed in the eye, so he's a deadly... Yeah, oh, I think he uh, might. He gets killed by um, Slade Wilson, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. He gets stabbed in the eye. Yeah, I don't think he's actually dead, though. Oh, he still gets fucking stabbed in the eye. He looks pretty dead. <laughs> I think he'll. I think he'll come back. Yeah. Because yeah, he is Deathstroke. We were having uh, yes costume ideas at the weekend as well. We were sorting out what we're doing for Sci-Fi, sci-fi Weekender weekend because our contingent has gotten bigger again. <laughs> so it's like, Who else is coming? Uh, there's, uh, my my neighbours are coming now as oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so that got, sounds really bad. It, well, it does, yeah. Well, yeah well, Did you not stop window there. twitching? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you like sci-fi? Come with us. Uh, <laughs> when you hear this back in the edit, you'll get the joke that Eddie just made. Indeed. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't hear he said. It's okay. We'll it's continue. Right. Okay. <laughs> but it's exactly the level of crude you'd expect from maybe. So, <laughs> so just 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 listen for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we, we came up with a, a kind of on mass idea. Well, originally we were thinking about possibly doing Bab Five, but it was just too, too difficult, difficult to try and yeah. get all the costumes together for that. So we've caught with an alternate idea of doing the Justice League of Queen and Country. So steampunk superheroes. Oh, sweet. From DC. Yes. That'd be pretty cool. So I think that's what we're going to do on mass. Steampunk superheroes. Yeah. Steampunk Justice League. That'd be cool. So yeah, so you could always do your imagine uh, them all. Deathstroke with a top hat. He's a villain. So mm. doesn't matter. We need villains as well. Yeah. That's true. We could have somebody to beat the shit out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could be easily adapted to. Easily. Sort of Three-piece pinstripe suit and a fucking tall hat. With some we're all in the kind of planning stages that well because I've had some interesting ideas for Superman involving jetpacks and gas guns and things instead of so making him just like a normal person but with gadgetry. Right. Instead so of he's making him Batman. Yeah. Well, kind of, but <laughs> like but it. with Superman's powers, only his powers are done through gadgets. Okay. So like Batman. Well, no, yes. no, Batman has gadgets. Yes. I'm putting Superman's powers as gadgets. Okay. Yes, Batman. Right. Flight as a jetpack. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Batman doesn't fly. He does. No, he doesn't. He, he flies he, in a he's machine. He's got the Batwing. Yeah. Which a, is a gadget. Plane. It's a gadget. It's a big fuck off gadget. I see what, I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. Uh, we just being... Pedants, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fucking right. Um... <laughs> yeah, so that'd be cool. So who would you have? So who's got what characters? Please? Well, we haven't got all of them assigned yet. You were thinking of doing 
Arrow. Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Yeah. And uh, Faye is um, Black Canary. Black, Black Canary, yeah. Uh, Which I, I love that about the Arrow TV show. I love that uh, Laurel Lance works for CNRI. Mm. And that they've already mentioned that her sister was bought a canary. Yes. So that's pretty rad. There's some really nice touches in there. Yeah, yeah it is tidied quite nicely. The, to, be, to be honest, I had no idea that they did the whole flashback thing to the island, or that that was such a big deal. But that kind of makes the show for me. Yeah, it, keeps, it does. It, it keeps still it going on right till the very yeah. end of it. So, yeah, I, I do like that. It makes it makes it flow even, well. Even by the end of season one, I don't think they're done. I think there will still be more flashbacks next yeah. season because yes. there's still a load more unanswered questions. Yeah, like from the flashbacks in season one. How the fuck did he end up with really long hair and a beard? Well, uh, and, and on his own. Yes, <laughs> exactly. In, in in his green hood. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Well, we know where where he got the green hood. Yes, we know. But, but how did that come to yeah. pass? Yeah. yeah. No, so it'd be cool to find that out. Uh, 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 have a green hood. More more than likely. Um, and my shiny bow. Pluck my string. Yeah. Bing. So who else is doing what? Emma's possibly thinking of doing Zatanna. Cool. Uh, we've got. The, the Sprosons, I think, might be doing uh, Batman, Catwoman, and Batgirl as a family. <laughs> What's Meg going to do? Meg wants to do Supergirl. Okay. And um, then Joe, and Roach. Joe and Roach. But yeah, again, I think Roach was talking about doing Batman as well. Yeah, so I he wanted to do a kind of Batman, but um, Joe was saying that, uh, or Roach put up that Joe's thought of uh, Hawkgirl. Yes, Hawkgirl. Which I yeah. think would be really quite awesome. Yeah. It would work, actually. Yeah. Hawkgirl would be cool. Yeah. Um, Green Lantern. Mm. Steampunk Green Lantern would be pretty cool. Yeah. With an actual would. lantern. With an actual lantern. Yes, yeah. yes it would. That'd be, yeah. that'd be yes. sweet. I'd be tempted to do that myself, actually. Uh, that'd be quite cool. That's a really good idea. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Yes. Flash. Flash, one. yeah. Mm. Well, Flash you could do, but it'd be trickier. Yeah. Indeed. That's no, why it wouldn't I would, be that tricky. It, I don't think it'd be that tricky. I think it's flash. The, the thing with sort of like doing these sort of costume adaptations is that you have to be faithful to sort of like the colour of the original yeah. costume. Yes. Yeah. So with the entire red of Flash, I think that would be. But you can no, do it as, as, as a uh, you get a Victoria. Dark, you do a dark burgundy yes, red. Yes, yes, exactly. Rather in than a, suit. a bright red yeah, suit. Yeah, like, but not 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 a sort of frock coat. You could do a waistcoat. Yeah, you know, kind have, of like the dark burgundy and red have, the, um, Ben Browder's coat in Farscape. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Interesting, for mm. sure. So yeah, we're, we're planning at the moment. I've, I just sorted my garage out, and I bought mm. a workbench at the weekend, so I've now got area to make stuff. I'm guessing no one wants to be Aquaman, right? Who, who wants to be Aquaman? Yeah, no one wants to be Aquaman. <laughs> I do Dude, Aquaman for... sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be Aquaman. <laughs> we haven't got a Wonder Woman. <laughs> there isn't a Wonder Woman. I'm not doing. I'm not, I'm not going as Wonder Woman. Really? It's either that or Aquaman. You got the thighs for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh you um, no if I was going to do it I would go as Green Lantern right Green, Lantern. Plane. <laughs> Green Lantern would be awesome yeah. yeah it would so yes well if you want to do it so we're just in the planning stage yeah. although however I, I would actually say that that kind of era with it, it just reminds me of like a giant leprechaun because <laughs> we think about the green lantern and being green and the, the, the clothing that you'd have to wear yeah that's it yeah. yes <laughs> oh my god it's a sick f- fucking leprechaun still... no I'm the green lantern where's my lucky charms <laughs> 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 uh, 
you kidder. Yeah, yeah so be. anybody out there who's uh, happily donate materials. Yeah, we're, we're after we're after steampunk bits, bits, so, pieces, yeah, wants to bits donate of stuff, that'd be brass, great. copper, and lots of leather. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think my original leather. idea was to do Constantine, but then thinking about it, it was just too easy. Yeah, <laughs> big fucking coat. Yeah, yeah. I'm Constantine. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, all right, that's done then. Wonder how many crows we'll see next year. <sighs> Are you assuming that if, if the new film has been made by then? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I saw a crow wandering around in Sainsbury's in Didcot the other day. No idea why. Maybe it got in through the door. Everyone's yeah. got to be the sea dial. So, anyways, yes, that was that was our idea for cosplay. So, yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. That'd be cool. I think we're going to do uh, Discworld again. Cool. I think on the Friday, or maybe on yeah, on the Friday night, we'll revisit last year's. Group costume. Yeah. I'm not sure what we're doing for the Saturday this time. Yeah. And that was the Discworld, was it? We did the Discworld cosplay for the Saturday night. Yes. This year, yeah. yeah. So we'll do that again on the Friday, Friday night next time, and then we'll have a new costume for the for Saturday. Saturday. Oddly okay. enough, I found some pictures and all that of sort of some other people who'd done the kind of steampunk Justice League, and then in the background of some of their pictures, there was some. Uh, Discworld people. Awesome. There was a Rinswind and a Two Flower kicking around in the uh, background no. shots. Marcus's Two Flower was just absolutely yeah, fantastic. He had, he had a he had a little chest. He actually had the luggage as well, and awesome. it was full of chocolate coins. Yeah, <laughs> and like he was just giving coins away for absolutely anything, just like the tourist was like over tipping. Yeah, like, when we were because sw- we were switching papers with the teams that we were next to on the quiz, because I was on Saturday night as well, and when they were marking our when he marked our papers and then gave it back to us, he gave them chocolate coins for marking the papers. <laughs> and Sue was the death of rats. The death of rats was that just was, yeah, brilliant. Was amazing. Awesome. I'm going to have to put pictures of those up, I think, in the show notes, because the yeah. death of rats was fantastic. Yeah, there's a load of them, because I've got a gallery up on the Wonky Casts page that's got awesome. pictures of everyone on it. Yeah, and of course, we had those discussions at the Geek Meet. Yes, indeed, yeah, the weekend, yes. Mm. Up in uh, Birmingham. So, Birmingham. I forgot how much of a bitch it was to drive around. Yeah, you were just unlucky, sir. I think I, I, think I was. I think we spoke about this um, yeah. on the day because yeah. you you couldn't understand why it taking me so long to no, get there. No, well that was it because you said you were on your way at like eleven and yeah. like half one. I was like, it's Brendan. Yeah. Everybody else was going, where is he? Just like God, I was just stuck in so much traffic. It was terrible. Yeah, well, it was worth it. A huge though. amount because it was uh, we, we were just all playing games and doing more of, of what we were doing for the rest of the day. It was just yeah. a lot of nerdy chat, playing of various versions of flux. Of flux yeah. yeah, pirate flux and space flux. Oh, I think it was. Pirate, pirate, pirate flux, flux was, was good pretty fun. sweet. Pirate flux. Yeah. I like <laughs> that, that idea. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have enjoyed it a lot more if I wasn't getting my ass handed to me by a nine-year-old. By a nine-year-old. <laughs> She was, har, har, har. she was just too good. And she kept stealing my gold doubloons. <laughs> she did as well, yeah. It sucked. It sucked, man. I drove all, stash them better. <laughs> I drove all that way. <laughs> to get your ass handed to you by yeah. a nine-year-old. But yeah, she was, she was pretty good. Yeah, she enjoyed that. She really did. Um, yeah, it was, it was lovely to see everyone and uh, hear what they've got coming up and everything with uh, the Rule 32 Cafe. It's massively exciting. It is, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm really happy that they found somewhere that they're interested in as a venue yeah. and that is interested in having them there as well. Yeah. Just see what agreement they can come to. Yeah. I mean, they'll be up, I think, next week in Oxford with me. 
at SAE and we're going to be shooting a couple more interview pieces mm -hmm. for the Indiegogo campaign. Um, but the actual main video itself is ready to go now. Mm -hmm. So it's just as soon as they say, let's go, let's roll it out. That'll be cool. And hopefully we'll get an interview for the show as well so they can just give a bit more detail to everybody. Yeah. But the gist of it essentially is it's like the hard rock cafe, but for geeks. So Yeah, one 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 stop nerdy shop. Yeah. <laughs> one stop nerd shop. I love the fact that they, they wanna on a Saturday morning they wanna have the old sort of breakfast club sort yeah. of thing where you can show the old old school cartoon oh, and have cereal and toast, which I I would drive back to us every awesome. weekend they just for that. With some old um like school furniture that you sit in to watch it and have your breakfast on breakfast. You can watch, like, Breakfast Club or watch something on the screen, like cartoons and shit, while you're sat in these school chairs eating your breakfast cereal. Well, I think they want, the furniture they want to go for mostly is sort of, like, <laughs> stuff that can be converted then yes. quickly into gaming tables. Yeah. So they want to be able to play Magic there and do card games there. Yeah. And run RPG sessions there as well. Yeah. Which is, it's all, it's all doable. It's all really cool. It just needs the funding. So. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, good luck to them. I said they had a good turnout for an event in, in Birmingham. Yeah. People came from what... Uh, like people were flying down from Dumfries. Yeah, Dumfries yeah. and all sorts of places. And a lot of those people... A lot of those guys were from the SFX weekend as yeah. well. So it was, like, it was awesome to see old yeah, friends again. Yeah, to see everyone again. <laughs> and actually get a chance to talk. Yes. Without me being... Absolutely blotto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to drive, so you I had to drive, so I wasn't drinking at all. Yeah, and then of course we made the uh, heinous error of going in the comic shop. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. we made an anus error. In heinous, the heinous, heinous. Oh, heinous. <laughs> hein heinous <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, actually, the I'll... anus errors came later on after eating curry. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I wouldn't mind just like giving a quick shout out to Nostalgia and Comics. Cause Absolutely. That, that shop was awesome. Nostalgia Comics in Birmingham, that was an excellent shop. Yeah. And the customer service was fantastic. I was just like, I was looking for one particular set of books. I was looking for Quiver, the Kevin Smith series for Green Arrow. And they weren't looking for it for me, but they just didn't have it. But they weren't looking. They thought they were happy to look for me. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up buying a load of stuff that I already owned. Digitally on Comicsology, but I just wanted to have the hard copies of it. So I have the Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and uh, Nightfall Volume One because I couldn't spend any more. I would have bought the other two volumes in Nightfall as well, but <laughs> just far too expensive at that point. Uh, yeah, because I, I was back issue hunting because I've started getting Suicide Squad now on my subscription yes. because all the rest of my comics that I've been reading apart from Justice League have now been cancelled so <laughs> DC Universe has gone uh, Dial H is now finishing so yeah uh, I've swapped onto Suicide Squad but that means I've got 19 back issues that it's I need to get hold of uh, so uh, yeah I went into uh, into there looked through the box and came out with a lot of comics <laughs> and then made the mistake of walking down the Doctor Who toy aisle and found a new Sonic That's screwdriver true, and a new 50th anniversary wallet <laughs> <laughs> my bank balance wasn't happy with me <laughs> well I'd kind of put some money aside so I kind of knew there was a comic shop and I was going to go and visit it that's <laughs> <clears throat> one of the first things we did when we got there wasn't it? cup of tea play some cards yeah. comic shop <laughs> oh, there's a comic shop awesome. you say two minutes walk lead the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we had a local there just to sort of guide us to the comic shop 
<laughs> Here's my card, just take it. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me stuff. So yeah, but it was good to speak to people, and it was good to see that this Rule Thirty Two project is is going somewhere. Yeah, it's got some legs. It's definitely moving. It looks like they had a great evening as well. It's unfortunate we couldn't stick around. Yeah, to get Megan home and everything, and you had to drive back as well. So we we kind of missed the nighttime shenanigans. Yeah, but there'll be another one. Like, oh, yeah. When there's another one, I will definitely be going to the hotel and stopping over. But there was enough nighttime shenanigans that night anyway, because that was the, the the night of the announcement. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. And lots of, lots of uh, Facebook and Twitter screaming. And low did the internet cry. <laughs> yeah, indeed it did. <laughs> For the first time this week, because yeah, there was another was... incident of that yesterday. Yes, yeah. well, we'll get more into both of them later on. Later on. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that horrible piece of news. Oh well. Well, let's talk about one of those things. Neither. Game right. of Thrones. Okay, Game of Thrones. Well, you haven't seen it yet, and and just because it it's a fresh episode, we yeah. won't give away any spoilers. No spoilers. Despite the fact that the book came out thirteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> if you've read the book, you've been expecting this. Yes. And I haven't read the book, but I I had been told about this some time ago, yeah. so I knew it was coming. I knew there was something harsh. Emma had said there was a real harsh incident that happened in book three, and she's been waiting for this all season. I wasn't prepared for quite how brutal it was, though. Yeah. It was... Even even knowing that it was going to happen, I wasn't braced for quite the level of shock and gore and brutality. It was brutal, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm, there's just been a massive outcry on the internet, and I just don't get this at all. I don't understand why people are, are rage-quitting the show over this. Neither do I. Hundreds and hundreds of people are just going, that's it, I'm not fucking watching this show anymore, it's too harsh and rah, rah, rah. Compared to the books, it's quite soft. Yeah, Yeah, well, there's something in this scene which isn't in the books, because there's a character that isn't in the books which is in this scene, Mm. Um, and they get the worst of it. Um, They had to get rid of him somehow, Yeah. I don't get the whole rage quit mentality though. Not for this. Not for this, no. Because I mean, it's the, the the show. It's made its name in being brutal Indeed. and, and in like, doing things you know, and the, the, being uncompromising. The very beginning of it, it was like you know Rob Stark dying. That, why not there? Ned Stark. Sorry, yes. Ned Stark. Okay. Cutting that because okay, sorry, because yeah, that's the spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was trying not to say this one. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, well, Ned Stark dying at the end of season one yes. was to be expected. He was Sean Bean. He had to die eventually. It, it's true, but it, in in context, just just think about it. You know that that's that's how the show is. That's what how it was written. That's what the book was like. Just you know. I mean, I think from its first episode, any show that's going to end its first episode pushing a ten-year-old boy out of a window, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be puppies and kittens for the next no, couple no. of seasons, is it? No, but just quitting the show because of that just makes no sense. I, I, it's just like there's the uh, um, uprising on the internet going, George R. R. Martin, you're a bastard, and uh, and people are like blaming the show producers and things. How could you come up with such a horrible thing to do? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh well. Fine. The, internet's, it then. <laughs> the internet's full of idiots. <laughs> it's the internet oh, after all. Yeah. It is the internet. I mean, yeah. but the thing was, this got spoiled a lot more. Than anything else I've seen mm. in recent in recent history, 
was, I think it was I, just because of the pure shock of it. Yeah, but I think also as well there was a T-shirt released through a fairly reputable geek company. I'm going to use that. You can't see the quotation marks that I'm doing ear bunny rabbit ears. Um, but the release of T-shirt with the spoiler on the T-shirt, like the day after the episode right. in the States. So UK people going to the, going to the shop saw the T-shirt and was like, what the fuck? Right, I hadn't <laughs> seen is, that. Which was pretty slack. Because um, you were saying as well that Geek Tyrant. The news sites yeah. are really badly spoiling stuff as well. Geek Tyrant was going, post your spoilers here. And it's like, really? Because I put up a status just saying, mm. if you have Geek Tyrant in your news feed, you might want to avoid them for the next mm, day yes. or so. Or at least until you've watched Game of Thrones because they're openly posting spoilers and encouraging it. And I thought that was just bad form. Mm. Um, but I think it's just, there's such a rush now with all these sites, the Geek Tyrant and Nerd Bastards and all of them, that they're more concerned with breaking the news first or, or yes. getting something out there quickly and being mm. first to the story. That yeah. They're not so concerned about actually having something substantive. Yeah, having a considered opinion yeah. on it. Because Geek Tyrant are terrible for it. Geek Tyrant will just go to... They'll mostly go to io9 and copy and paste in articles, mm. and just like the bulk of their page will be quotes, direct quotes with a, the occasional line with a, an individual bit of thought. They don't really dissect any of the issues; they just repeat what's been said somewhere else. Mm. So that's why I don't follow Geek Tyrant anymore because I follow io9. I'm not seeing anything new from this site. Mm. Right, I get most of my stuff from Deadline. I just go straight to the source. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well. What would you consider as a good length of time for it not to be considered a spoiler anymore? I think... Oh. Well, that's a tricky one. 24, 48 hours after... I think it's got to have, it's got to have at least shown... It's got to have aired in mind. both You're America and the UK. Yeah. The same with films, I think. Yeah. Not just TV shows, I think films as well. Because be films as well. I mean, I, I'd give films a couple of weeks before talking any spoilers because yeah. people... Yes aren't going to necessarily rush out and see it on opening night. Yeah. That's true. Or if you're going to post spoilers, because some... I mean, I've done two reviews for Nervous as World, and both of them have been spoiler-free. Yes. And I'm quite proud of that. Mm. It's good to keep them spoiler-free, but sometimes it's really... Especially with Star Trek, it was hard to review Star Trek and keep it spoiler-free. Yeah. Especially with what irked me about Star Trek, because yeah. I would like to have just said, this is why it pissed me off, but it would have been a massive spoiler. Mm. Um I think the only time it's ever acceptable to put a spoiler in something is if you have, in big, bold letters, spoiler warning. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you don't want to be spoiled, do not, do not watch this. this. I guess that's why we kind of try and keep <coughs> as many spoilers out of this show as yeah. we can. Because, yeah, I don't really want people going, oh, I can't, can't listen to that if I haven't seen yeah. X show this week. I think Steve Ellis, who blogs for SFX magazine, at uh, Zombie Kudos online, on Twitter, he was at the Geek Meet. Yeah, I was chatting to him. Yeah. He wrote a blog about spoilers um, because he had season eight of Supernatural spoilt for him by one of the cast members that he follows on Twitter because it hasn't actually aired over here yet in the UK. The end of season eight hasn't yet, no. no. Um, so I think he'd seen a tweet by someone who tweeted like six months after filming a particular piece and it kind of spoilt it for him because it hadn't right. actually aired. And I think... There's probably a need for the length of time between a US release and a UK release to start coming down a bit. 
Because yeah. some shows we get straight away. I mean, you, well, Game of Thrones, you get the night after yeah, it's on in yeah. America. Walking Dead's like a week. Yeah. But some shows, I don't think the new series of Big Bang Theory has aired on I, I don't know. E4 yet. We've, we've been getting some shows almost three months later. Well, yeah, I think Continuum's yeah. just about to start airing in the UK right. season two, and I think we're up to like episode six or seven it's, now. Yeah, yeah, six, isn't it? Yeah. And um, actually, is Arrow on E4 yet? Because uh, if it's going to be anywhere, that's where it'll be because they have links with CW. I actually saw an advert for it on something. Um, I can't remember what channel it was, chap. Because I thought it would have ended up on Band. Fox or something. Um, it was on Sci Fi. Sci Fi? Yeah, Sci Fi had it. Yeah. Uh, during the daytime, I think it was. Um, don't absolutely quote me on that. Another one I'll have to look back into and yeah. check up on. But I've definitely seen it uh, on a UK. Um, TV show, but I I just think that if they're so concerned, the TV networks are so concerned about losing revenue to people streaming and downloading illegally. They should just they should just make it available. Date. Yeah. Well, they should lift the uh, IP restrictions on outside of US. Well, the IP restrictions are rubbish anyway. Yeah, because you can always, well you can bypass them with media Indeed. and there's other other ways of blocking them. But they should just get rid of it. They should just make it a subscription service direct to customer to say if you really want to watch this show the day it's released but unfortunately at the yeah. end of the day it's like everything else it comes down to money yeah the, you know the, the, if, if they yeah if they had streaming access to stuff online as soon as it came out great I'd watch it I'd, I'd pay for it yeah indeed I think the Steam model the Valve showed with the Steam model that people are prepared to pay for it yeah. if they can have it when they want it it's, it's access which is the issue not necessarily the price yeah um, but I would because I'd much prefer to be paying for a reliable good quality stream yeah than having to just go and find a stream yeah because um, they're streaming in HD <laughs> Yeah. Yes. You know? So you might as well, they might as well stop that issue by being the distributor themselves, than allowing people to stream it separately. Yeah. But you know, I think along with the music industry, they're not grabbing the opportunities of digital distribution quite as firmly as they should they, be. They never have done. It's 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 weird that the content providers are so slow on the uptake yeah. on the the distribution platforms. Weird. It seems illogical to not do it. It just it just seems really, really silly to, to have that there available and, and have it as a as a source of income rather than a source of loss. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Then again, we are this generation, we are the nerds and they've got Older generations with lots of money who go, hmm. Yeah, I guess it's not. If like I can't physically have it and hand it to you for cash. I suppose there's not many people breaking paradigms at the moment, is there? No. In the upper echelons of these companies because they died in the wall, they're mm. company men for 20 years or so. But, you know, something has to change eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Because it just seems to make sense. Digital pokey stick. Yeah, it just it just makes sense. Just uh, it does. If you'll pay for it, they could even do it if if they wanted to. They could even do it as uh, a deposit against a Blu-ray or a DVD. You say if you buy, 
if you buy a show subscription, so you pay $12, you get to watch 12 episodes of the show online for the course of the series. And then you get half off the box when it comes out. You know? Awesome. Take heed, networks. Listen, sort it the hell out. That's the way to do it. Because they're at least guaranteeing income and they're guaranteeing sales then of the box. Same with uh, music. It just seems... It's too. Just do it. Yeah. Well, I think I think music is slowly coming around. Yeah, I mean, there's there's better and better online distribution services for music. I mean, Google have just released their version of Spotify now, ah, Google uh, Play. which is monthly subscription access to all the music. Because previously the Google Play, which I've been using for years mm. now, has been you upload your music, yeah, and then you listen to it wherever, or you can buy albums from the Google Play Store whereas now they've got a subscription model that you pay a flat fee which I think is like $9.99 a month uh, same as Spotify Yeah, and you have access to all the music that's on there to play I know Google had issues a couple of years back with licensing Yeah, because they they thought they were too big to be brought to the table and then they found out they weren't they did get a bit of a bit of a slap down but it made them negotiate um and if they're playing ball now, that's fine. And Amazon as well. Yeah. They were forced to play ball because they were selling albums ridiculously undercut. So I think they sold Lady Gaga's album for like, a, was it a dollar? Something like that. Just to shift sales. Because it drove, it drove sales then towards the Amazon player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Amazon have done another one, which is the Amazon Premium Service. Have you seen that? I don't know. Was it Amazon has, Prime? Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah. That has a library checkout function with it, so you can check out an ebook, like oh. one ebook at a time, and read it, and then check it back in again and check out another one huh. without having to actually buy the ebook. That's kind of cool. They've got a library service, which I think is a great idea, because yeah. that's that's the one thing that was missing was uh, where you've got stuff like Netflix and Love Film, which do that for TV. There's nothing like that for books. No. So does that come under, if you've got Prime, that is part of yep. that service? Yep, um, the library service, yeah. Okay, because I know about the, the family thing and things like that as well. There's yeah, yeah so cool. if you've got the Kindle app on your tablet, then you'll be able to download uh, books through that. On a, uh, on a library basis, yeah. which is cool, okay. That's really cool. It is, yeah. That's a really yeah. good Cause idea. Because I do actually, <laughs> I actually got to have uh, Prime on my... Yeah, so yeah, I, I think it's really worth doing because, you know, you pay a service, you, I don't know how many books you'd get through, but... It's, it's not a great deal, it, it's just an annual fee. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like 26 little. quid or something, something for a year. Low. Yeah. That's not bad at all. No. If I had a Kindle, I'd go for it. You don't need a Kindle. No, you it's just have the, you can have a Kindle, Kindle app. app. Yes. I can run that on my Mac. I don't know whether it's on Mac or not, I would uh, imagine so. I believe so, because they've got it for Android. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to do a quick Google um, of Amazon, Amazon Prime, is it? As far as yeah. I'm aware, you, they've got it for... Um, uh, five different, five, five or seven different varieties of um, Windows. Yeah, you'll you be wanting to Google Mac for uh, Amazon Kindle app, Mac, because it's not Amazon Prime app; it's Amazon Kindle app. Indeed. Uh, okay, cool. I got Amazon Prime Mac app, and it's come up with stuff for me. So Amazon, yeah, yeah. Amazon Kindle Mac app. Yep. Kindle for Mac. Read Kindle go. books on your Mac. Yep. There Boom. You go. Sweet. Ba-dum. Well, have to do that. Twenty six quid a year. That's yeah, it's a, it's a great deal. It's insane. Yeah. So it's, it's like I, I'm loving my Marvel Unlimited subscription at the moment. 
So it's like, again, it's $6.99 a month for, and I can read everything as much as I like as long as I'm connected to the internet and I can download up to six issues at once on my tablet to read offline. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and they've got a fucking huge library of comics yeah. to read from. So I've gone back to, like, Uncanny X-Men 1. Which <laughs> yeah. is something, you know, I'd never be able to do in reality. No, yeah. I've started watching the X-Men again on Netflix. They've got... Yes. The cartoon series. Yeah, yeah that's Indeed. a great series. Yeah. I forgot that they did Days of Future Past. Yes, yes, yes they did. did. I remembered Bishop being in there briefly, yeah. but I forgot they were doing that storyline. So yeah, I'm rewatching that again ahead of it's Jan next year, isn't it? First, uh, class, first class two, two yeah, because it's Wolverine's out this soon. Year. Wolverine's out in July. Yeah, yeah. They keep releasing pictures of uh, Mystique from X Men First Class. Yes. Too. It's like it's Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, so. it's your, your current crush. Yeah, well, you've got Jennifer Lawrence in that film and Ellen Page. Oh, I finally seen Hunger Games. What do you think? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Did you let Megan watch it? Yeah. Yeah. She was a, a bit teary at bits. Yes. With so some was of the I. people who died. So <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she wasn't happy with some of it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she watched it. Sweet. She thought it was good. Yeah. I was talking to my sister about that as well. She was surprised that I'd, I'd liked it. Mm. Like, yeah, no, it was good. It's all right. But yeah, I forgot Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Adam Page are mm. both in X Men First Class Two, <laughs> Days of Future Past, whatever they want to call it nowadays. Um, the X Men conglomerate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's two of my that's two of my crushes. That's two of my laminated five list. <laughs> uh, but. Brian Singer's got the hang of this social media larky, hasn't he? He keeps tweeting set pics yeah, and stuff. It's very, did. very cool. Uh, have you seen Josh Whedon's gradually picking it up? Yeah, well, he's on Twitter. Yeah, because so. he was on today and he was like, God, I'm rubbish at marketing. As saying, There's stuff for much ado about nothing. Go and have a look at it. I was thinking to myself, dude, you, you don't need to bother marketing. Like, hey, everyone, I've made a film. Clamour. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I still can't find anywhere that's showing that. No. It's only got a limited UK release yeah. by the looks of it. That was like um, Mirror Mask. I was gutted at that. I yeah. a tiny release. I was like, ah, Mirror Mask, cool. It's out on my birthday in the cinema. And there was like five cinemas in the whole of the country showing it. Oh, I don't know. Cause I, I tweeted uh, the PCC, the Prince Charles Cinema in, in London, because mm. they do a lot of really cool showings of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they have beer and pizza showings of like Empire Records. Awesome. Yeah. They have, they have, they're having a... Uh, Marathon, Lord of the Rings trilogy night, all three extended films back to back at the cinema. Holy crap. I'd, be, I'd be tempted to see that. Yeah. So I thought if if anyone's going to show it, that will be the place to go and see much ado about nothing. But they don't seem to be having it. Mm. I know the view in Oxford hasn't got it. Uh, have we checked Phoenix and Phoenix Picture House? I'll give that a, give that a shot. Ultimate Picture Palace. Yeah, they might. I suppose they get the occasional film, don't they? Places to have a look at. Yeah, but I really want to see that. Yes, I do. Yeah. Admittedly, mostly because it is Joss Whedon. Yeah. But he can do no wrong. Indeed, and Alexis Denisoff. Yeah, Nathan Fillion, Amy Adams. <clears throat> I, I found out weirdly today that you know that the um, from the end of Avengers, the uh, the other one that's with Thanos. The other ending. Uh, well, no, the the ending of Avengers. Yeah. Where there's Thanos, and then there's another kind of alien creature yes, there yeah. talking to him yes. that's Alexis Denisoff apparently is it? Oh, yeah because right. he was talking on uh, so he was uh, 
doing an interview and you're saying that he wants to go back and play that character again. I was like, dude, that was you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yes, that yeah. was that was Alexis Stedisoff in the Avengers, which I didn't know. I didn't realise that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, how has Nathan Fillion not been in one of these Marvel films yet? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, what would, you, what would you chuck him in as, though? I'd put him in as Ant-Man. Put him in as Hank Pym. Dr. Hank Pym. Yeah. For sure. I think. But we'll see. I think someone made a joke when Joss Whedon joined Twitter. There's like, Joss Whedon's now on Twitter. Which one of, the, which one of these 140 characters is he going to kill first? Because <laughs> uh, yeah. he was on Twitter kind of before, because he was tweeting as at, at, at much do about. Yeah. Um, but now he's Joss Actual, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That was another was a Game of Thrones one. Somebody tweeted today was uh, uh, George R. R. Martin isn't on Twitter because he's killed all 140 characters. <laughs> I saw one uh, yesterday about the spoiler issue, and someone was like, "Oh, Game of Thrones, the one where Eduardo gets laid." I love the happy episodes. But yeah, yeah, another one that <coughs> it completely caught me by surprise is, is people being in films when you didn't realise is Kira Knightley is in episode one. Yeah, she was um, Amidala's body double. Yeah. yeah. She was the actual queen Amidala one that wasn't handmaiden. Yeah. So the queen's double, that was Kira Knightley before she did all Bend It Like Beckham and everything. Hmm. Yes, because the Padme... Yes, over that. Yes, yes. Because um, so that's you, not a spoiler, you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to watch that film again. <laughs> yeah, the um, first point he actually recognises when they're on the ship when they're without all the makeup and stuff. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So I completely didn't know because I, I think I was I was reading something and then there was a, a kind of picture slide at the bottom of people in Star Wars and then and now and I was like Kira Knightley when did you see a picture of her yeah. for like, oh alright she was in the film that doesn't exist yes <laughs> indeed yeah <laughs> the missing film something to do with World's End or something is it? <laughs> now World's End I'm looking forward to immensely yeah the final part of the Blood and Connector trilogy yeah Blood and Ice Cream trilogy very much looking forward to that. Again, it's just what Simon Pegg are right. So, th- as much as Joss Whedon can do no wrong, those guys can do no wrong. Indeed, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, forward to that. Yeah, another thing that uh, saw saying that Edgar Wright probably won't be involved in any of the new Star Wars films, just purely because of how he handled it in space. <laughs> <laughs> But it's weird, there's people going out all over the place saying that they want parts in it. Apparently Leonard Nibboy said he wants a part in Star Trek, Star Wars 7. Really? Oh, what? Uh, what? The, <laughs> rock, the Rock has said he wants a part in oh, Star Wars God. 7. As a rock. Literally a rock. <laughs> that gets blown up. Well, we can only hope. Yeah, he said... <laughs> I he said he'll be the new CGI animated hatred character. <laughs> God, I don't know. The thing is, if films like Fast and Furious 6 keep performing the way they do... Mm. He's going to come to people's attention, so it's just annoying because Fast, because it's Fast and Furious Five became known as Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six has become known as Furious Six apparently. 
That's how it's been shortened in most reviews, at least. But I even think the I movie speak bar, for everybody on the internet when I say, well, yeah, because they can't say they can't say FF anymore because you've got the Final Fantasy series. Yeah. But um, the movie Bob actually kind of kind of liked it, and he's like one of the people I do trust his opinion of. But he said, it's "I'll not, disown you, sir." I'm not going to see it. Don't worry. <laughs> There's no chance. I think I I worked at the cinema when one of those films came out, one of the, one of the first few, and cleaning up after a bunch of. Yeah, yampy little shits. The sort of people are going to watch that sort of film. That's it was why just I prefer to sit, it, sit and watch that kind of thing on my own. Without when no one can judge you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Box of tissues. <laughs> Box of popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's still outperforming. New releases. Yeah, well, it's apparently just, it's the, just pissed all over After Earth. Yeah, that's what I, I was just going to say. Apparently, yeah. After Earth have tanked yeah. the new um, M Night Shyamalan film. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that's bombed. Well, yeah, I've got to admit, I watched the trailer for it and thought it looked knackers. Yeah, it's quite. I saw the trailers and went, "That'll be one I won't be seeing." Yeah, pretty much. Same with. The Tom Cruise one was at Oblivion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had no interest in seeing that. That After Earth either. looked like. Isn't that already on DVD? Pursuit of happiness in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, oh, there's some good memes about that already. Why is that? Yeah. In space. <laughs> Everything here is designed to kill you. This is Australia. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. But no, those those are two of my my avoid list. I think for this mm. year. Mm. So nothing uh, of recent that's coming up to watch. Well, I don't know because we're on. I know we got the. We're on hiatus on most things at the moment yes. because we're on the swap over from season finales to summer show style. Yeah, up. I think uh, True Blood new season, season starts six soon. Is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. I think that starts yeah, in two weeks. Is it? There's a couple that have already started. The Glades has already started. Uh, a couple of others, but not many. Uh, Burn Notice should be back, which I'm looking forward to. Burn Notice. I don't really get into my TV shows over this time of year. This uh, this is the time where I go back and I catch up on what I've yeah. missed, which is why I've just like devoured Arrow, just like mainline. There's that. normally quite. There's normally a couple of decent shows, as I say. You, uh, well, a couple of them had been cancelled. Like Sanctuary, I think, was a summer show, yeah. and was, Eureka yeah. used to be a summer Eureka show. Eureka was a summer show. Yeah. Um, so they're yeah they're gone. Um, but yeah, I've got Burn Notice, which I do like Burn Notice, and there was Leverage, which was a summer show, which is now yes. also gone this year. So yeah, well, most of our summer shows uh, have, have bit the dust, unfortunately. Not a lot out there. So yeah, well, it'll be True Blood, Burn Notice, The Glades, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've not heard of any. New, well, Continuum's uh, still continuum, going as well, yes, but, but that's that's it. Yeah. I think by the end of June we should probably have the finalised lineup for full TV as well, yeah. including days and times as well from each network. Yeah. So that'd be interesting because they've got to make room for quite a few new shows. Yes, indeed. Uh, I've got to say it, Shield. It's got yeah. to be mentioned every episode now, yeah. I think, until it comes on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did you have you seen the trailer yet? No. No. Still haven't watched no. It no. <laughs> I'm just. I'm trying to avoid. Okay. You don't want to be um, disappointed or, or, or eluded into a false sense of security. I'm just really worried that I'll see something in there that will make me twig on how Coulson's back. Mm-hmm. Right. But even if they try to keep it separate, I'll just just worried. Mm. 
Because that'd be the one thing. Maybe they're all Carlson. That'd be that would be the one spoiler that would yeah. tip me over the edge. Including the women. They'd have my name associated with the word spree after that one. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a quick break from music there? Music and coffee. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Today's music is provided from by a rock band, well a folk rock band from Reading called Burnt Tomorrow. They got in touch with the show after being nudged in our direction by Ripley. So Ripley. Cheers, cool. dude. Awesome. The track is called Take Me Home. It has a kind of levelers, pearl jammy yeah, vibe to it. Levelers, pearl jammy vibe yeah, with, with added ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. We shall see you on the other side.
Welcome back to part two of the show. That was the fabulous Burnt Tomorrow. We will stick all links to their Facebook page in the blog description. Go out there. Album is available on iTunes now as well, so we'll put a link to, the sh- to that in the show notes as well. Uh, go show them some love. Indeed. And if you're in a band or you know a band and you want to get your music played on the show, get in touch. Give us a shout. We'll give you a play. We'll give you a plug. Absolutely. Right. Oh, big news of the week. The big news of the week. The news that had me sobbing quietly in the corner on Saturday night. <laughs> the news that Matt Smith is leaving Doctor Who after the Christmas episode. Indeed. Well, what do we reckon? Did we see it coming or did it come out of nowhere? I kind of saw it coming. Mm. I, I thought he might do one more season after. I was uh, hoping I was hoping for one more season after. I thought another season yeah. after. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit disappointed in that way, but you know, if he wants to move on, he no, moves on. We are disappointed in you. We are very disappointed in you, young man. I'm guessing that we're only going to see him two more times. Yeah, that's what's kind of gutting. He hasn't given you enough time. Yeah, to there's not enough of a, of a period to sort of like grieve, gr- yeah. get used to the idea that he's leaving. Yeah, we, we, with David Tennant, we knew he was going, going. to leave, and yeah. like, he had all the specials and everything to do. And yeah, and then he had the longest goodbye ever. Oh, the, the twenty-minute regeneration scene. Yeah, yeah indeed. That was a bit. That was a bit. Yeah, a bit. That, that's probably why I connect more with Matt Smith and David Tennant, to be honest. Well, we'll wait. <laughs> when that was the thing, because when David Tennant was leaving, I was like, "Oh, he's the Doctor. He's going to regenerate." Hmm. But Matt Smith's like, "Don't want you to leave." Uh, he's probably the closest to the modern Doctors it's, that I'd actually say he was my Doctor. Because hmm. obviously, I think it's well known I'm a Sylvester McCoy fan. Yeah. Um, but of the modern three, the new era, who he's the one that I've connected with the most, I think. Yeah, mm. he's. Uh, I think he's certainly been the most memorable in the role. I mean, David Tennant was great, and he was really quirky and fast. But I think Matt Smith has just brought an extra kind of level of intensity to it as well, because mm. he's acting. As we, we've said before, that some episodes, even where the the storyline has been a bit ropey in places, it's been carried solely on his performance. Yeah. So, yeah, he will be sorely missed, and it's it's going to be a shame to see him go. It just feels so quick. Yeah. It feels like we've only just gotten to know him. Well, I think after the euphoria of the series finale and the big John Hurt twist, I think we can probably say that safely now. It's been been long (laughs) enough. That's that's not a spoiler anymore. I hope not, because we had a big discussion about it on (laughs) the previous show. I think after... The rise and the build that, that left people with, then having this like three or four weeks later, it's mm. kind of just a bit crushing, I guess. Certainly was for me. Yeah, yeah, it was a shock, and yeah, I don't, I didn't feel that he was done. I think he he had a lot more to give. Yeah. I think I mean, it would have been really good to see, but you know, as I say, if he wants to go, then yeah, that's that. I think what's going for me is I think he's finally found his rose. In Clara, I think yeah. Clara is yes. definitely his rose, yeah. and we're not going to see that relationship develop any As further. It shouldn't be that character. Yeah, that and that's of, yeah. that's kind of guessing because they've had tremendous <coughs> chemistry this yeah. season. It's yeah. been brilliant to watch, but we do at least get to see a companion react to a new Doctor. 
which we didn't have with we Matt have, Smith. We ha- yeah, we have Because really Amy had. Pond joined the show with him. Yeah, indeed. True. And, well, we, we did. We kind of had it with Rose, because Rose did Rose the regeneration from Eccleston. To Tennant, yeah. But there was nobody around to see the regeneration from Tennant to Smith. No. So we haven't had that reaction to do. I'd, I'd be interested to see how Jen Lewis Coleman plays that as mm. Clara. Undoubtedly, given her well, it depends record in the show, knows who it's going to be. It anyway. depends what aspect of Clara it is. Okay, it does. yeah, it does because she's already seen. Theoretically every speaking, she's seen anyway. all tw- all eleven of them. So yeah, yes. so yeah. it might just be something that she takes in her stride. Right. Yeah. Indeed. And then we just have to wait. That, that, that was where I would have thought that it would have been written. Hmm. You know, all that splitting into shards and taking things in her stride now makes perfect sense. For her reaction to the TARDIS. Yeah. Yes. If you think about it. Yeah, it does. Her reaction was completely in the straight line. It's smaller on the outside. Yeah. Rather than it's bigger on the inside. Hmm. But yeah, so we get this. And there's... People were understandably upset. What I didn't get was people being dicks about being upset. Going, oh, it's Doctor Who. It always happens. It's like people get connected yeah. to particular Doctors. Um, that's why people have their doctors, yeah. you know. Um, it, it, it's a unique show with a unique history that no other show has. I mean, the, the closest thing to it is Bond. Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Cause everybody has their own Bond and they yeah. have their favourite villain. Indeed. Yeah, and, yeah they have good, their, their favourite Bond or whatever, and, and it's been running a, a, a long time. comparable amount of time. time for sure. That's, that's really good comparison, eh? I like that. So, yeah, I think that's... That's kind of where it's done. Argument could be made. Bond is a time lord. However, you know, there has been... Uh, <laughs> he does like his gadgets. ...to, to uh, Daniel Craig, <laughs> being the next Doctor. Has there? No. <laughs> I would probably... I would rage quit. Sean Connery wants it. Um... <laughs> I had a list of actors who I would like to see in the role of the Doctor. Go on, then. Um, that was it, my little... That was your little... Yeah, yeah OK. Well, Idris Elba, mm-hmm. Patterson Joseph, I think we both want him. Uh, we both said Patterson Joseph before, um, yeah. I, I think he would be brilliant. Yeah. Cause, uh, if it's anything like his turn as the Marquis de Carabas, it would be awesome. Fantastic, mm. yeah. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who was the operative from Serenity. Yeah. Yes, and that's I hope yeah. Said. I hope I pronounced that right, but he would be brilliant. Yes, I think he would be pretty awesome. He would it. be great. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany was another pick. Yeah, I think, I think Paul Bettany would be an interesting one if he kind of went to the era of uh, Knight's Tale. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very much mm. like Chaucer in Knight's Tale, I think yes. would be an excellent take on the Doctor. Would. Cillian um, yeah. Murphy. Cillian Murphy, I think, would be great. Uh, I mean, I, I, having seen him as Scarecrow, he can do mm. manic quite well, but I don't know whether he can do the manic without yes. being creepy. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and he, he does have that kind of manic intensity about him, but I think it might just be a little bit too creepy. Yeah. Like he was in Red Eye, he was a bit creepy. In oh, that Red Eye, well, Red Eye was just a terrible film anyway. Yeah. But... But again, in sunshine, I found him creepy as well. It's just something about his eyes. It's true, yeah. <laughs> he, he has got a creepy edge to him. Mm. There's some other recommendations as well, some ideas posted on the Facebook page. I'm just trying to pull them up now. 
What, on the Doctor Who Facebook page? No, on the link we put up. Ah. Yeah, Helen Mirren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Richard Madden. Yes, Richard Madden, yeah. He's, you know. Yeah, from Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. This is the one someone put up. Philip Glenister. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. If I didn't think the BBC were intent on going with someone young or mm. younger, I would say not a bad call. There's certainly merit to it, but I couldn't see it being a, a long option. run, Doctor. No, no. Like a single season. Yeah, single season. Yeah. You'd have the appeal of Chris, Christopher Eccleston, I think. But the thing as well that you've got to think about when casting this role, the Doctor, is that they have to do the convention circuits. They have to be someone that can be sold at the convention circuits. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially, especially San Diego. Yeah. SCCC is huge. So I'm going to be watching the Doctor Who panel this year, if I can find a link for it, closely. Well, th- I think I was reading something today that they're going to announce it in July, because they just don't reckon they can keep it quiet. Fair enough. Fair enough. They might even take the guy to San Diego then and introduce him to the new Doctor. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, so we shall anyway. see. I don't know. I had some interesting ideas. I think Rupert Grint would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know, I saw the Geek Pride list and I wasn't sure whether they were trolling or not. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't they know. had Daniel Dyer. <coughs> Danny Dyer? Danny Dyer was on the list. Carl no. um, Pilkington. No, they're trolling. Yeah. yeah. Did, Noel did they, Fielding was on the list. Did they, did they have Justin Bieber on there as well? No. They're, they're, they're definitely have, trolling. <laughs> Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie were on the list as well. No. I actually think Rupert Grint would be quite good. And he would, was on their list, that's why I bring it up. He would be the punchline to the at least I'm not ginger, ginger. gag that's been going on for yeah. ages. Well, who's the guy from Homeland? Because he's also in, in the oh, running for Damien it. Oh, Damien Hurst. Yeah, yeah, I thought that one. Uh, well. Yeah, but he's doing Homeland. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he's tied in with that. Not I did think he would be quite a good one because I've seen <clears throat> some of his earlier stuff <clears throat> and the way he can switch from um, completely normal to absolutely fucking psychotic with two different accents. <clears throat> well, I've actually got the name of the guy who's meant to be the bookie's favourite. Okay. Uh, the odds-on favourite to win it is Ben Daniels from Law and Order UK. Never seen it. Never seen it. I've never heard of him. No. But he doesn't. Know, he doesn't look like a doctor. Law and Order UK has the no. guy who was in no. Battlestar Galactica, played Apollo. Battlestar Galactica. He's in Law and Order UK. No, no. Not him. I've seen a picture of him. It's not definitely not him. No. Uh, Patterson Joseph, who was tipped to replace David Tennant as the Doctor in 2010, has odds of 16 to one. Well, apparently David Tennant is priced at thirty-three to one for That's dramatic return to the role. That's no. never going to happen. Um, apparently, they're considering Olivia Coleman as the first female star. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, from Broadchurch. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I see. I, I don't. Well, I don't know whether they're going to do it or not, but I, I actually do disagree with doing a female Doctor. And it's got nothing to do with sexism or anything like that. It's just purely the fact that it's been established that they have sex in the Time Lord race. So there are males and female Time Lords. We've had Romana and the Rani and people like that. So I think it's just the Doctor is not a female Time Lord. Right. And I just, I think doing it, there's nothing to be gained by it. Mm. They could bring in another Time Lord who is female. Absolutely. By all means, yeah. yeah. But 
but not the Doctor. Indeed, I, I just uh, I don't see the point in rewriting the role to encompass that. For sexism reasons. For just, yeah, for just basically uh, for the sake of equality. equality. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of some of them. I, I think the, the campaign to get Sue Perkins as the Doctor, I thought, would be great. <laughs> I think she would make a great Doctor. I just don't think it's right for the show. Fair enough. I just want to make sure they're not an American. Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Isn't it, isn't it about time that we imported American actors to be lead in British shows, playing British people? No, no it's time we get Americans to be villains in British shows. <laughs> yes, that's, because, thank you. That's what I was going Because yeah. Brits are always the villains. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's there's reasons for why the British are portrayed as villains in America. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking had, sinister. Well, we're, we're, no, we're, it's not that. We were talking it's, about it's, this history. with yes. Robert Rankin when we were talking to him I think it's in, the, in the podcast, uh, basically saying you know, that uh, the Americans didn't want to kind of be racist against Arabs or whatever and they didn't want to offend other religions or other races so they basically went, oh, the Brits can handle it, they can be bad guys. <laughs> I think it's also a lot to do with the colonials as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, we're an enemy they can hate. It's yeah. like us and the French. I know, because I think it's difficult at the moment because pretty much every British actor of note has been hoovered up either to star as the lead in the American show or be in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> to cut everyone. <laughs> Hardly anyone left at all. Is there anybody else you'd particularly like to see in the role? I, I, I like the idea of Rupert Green. I think he's a good choice because he's young enough, he's instantly recognisable from Harry Potter, he fulfils the ginger gag criteria, which I think <laughs> would be brilliant. Are there odds on him? There should be. Um, well, Sky Bet apparently has odds of 100 to 1 of Daniel Radcliffe. Ah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Well, but yeah, no, he can, no, he can he, He's too busy doing theatre and stuff at the moment. Yeah, he can jog on. Um... I was going to say, to stick with the ginger metaphor about Tim Minchin. <laughs> I think Tim Minchin would make an interesting choice as the Doctor. Not a Brit. Running around He's barefoot playing piano. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that wouldn't work. Um, I think Russell Tovey's also in the list. Yeah, Russell Tovey would possibly be an interesting one. Jax. Who? Jax uh, Teller. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Oh, Thank God, you. no. Yeah. No. He'd be an no, awful Not that doctor. I would like it, but I'm just... So it's, I'm surprised that hasn't been mentioned. He'd just be, because everybody goes, oh. He'd be a terrible doctor. Yeah, that just work. It'd be like having Jimmy, having a young Jimmy Nail as the doctor. It would just be terrible. Oh, that would be really weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think maybe there are any stand-up comedians that would be good. Russell Howard. <laughs> no. No, yeah, yeah. This is Russell really... Brand is at 33 to 1, apparently. Oh, God, really? no, no, yards. no, no. Sorry, no. Yeah, if, if the Daily Mail were complaining about Doctor Who being sexed up now, imagine <laughs> yeah, what right. they'd be saying after Russell Brand gets the role of the Doctor. Oh, God, no. If people, oh, are rage quit, if people are rage quitting Game of Thrones for a nonsense thing, imagine what they'll do to Doctor Who after that. But yeah, those are my picks, anyway. Mm. The thing is, I, I do actually trust them with casting. Whoever they cast, I'm sure, will be good in the role, because... They have been so yeah, far. Yeah, I, I, I've know. not had a problem with any of the castings of the Doctors no. so far. At, at the moment, it's just the possibilities are limitless. Yeah. And you could imagine anybody coming in and, and doing it and just be a bit weird. I don't know. Having something a bit fucking bizarre, having being an unstable regeneration and change every week. Oh, like, no. <laughs> someone, I think someone joked on Twitter they're going to have the have I got news for you approach to it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
But they could always do a double bluff. They could have it regenerate to one person and then have him change into somebody else because the Doctor can control his regenerations. There, there, is, there is precedent. Because Romana did Because Romana did, yes. Romana changed and controlled that her. three times in the, one, in the one episode before finally deciding on the role. And that role that she picked there was a princess from a previous episode as well. Mm. So she'd been in as a, a, a minor character in a previous episode and then came back as a companion. So I think there's there a lot of precedent there for taking the form of somebody the Doctor or a Time Lord has met before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think? Do you think Jenna Colt and Louise Coleman's going to stick around? Well, she's already signed on. She I is know she's signed on for like, the next season, season, but beyond that, what do you think? Too much for season. I don't know, it's all going to very much depend on how they're handling this John Hurt thing as well. Well, mm. apparently he's booked to appear in a couple of episodes yeah. next year. Yeah. So, so he's going to be ongoing, which I kind of figured he would be. Yeah. There is the potential for jumping into the past and doing Time War episodes well, with Clara as the companion of that Doctor. I don't know. I don't know either. It's just a, yeah. the, 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 the one thing that they've said is that, you know, Doctor Who will never be the same again. And I'm trying to think out of the box a bit. Yeah. Well, he says that a lot, though, to be fair. Hmm. Moffat says that a lot about <clears> Doctor Who. <throat> I would love a return to the old style of the series we have like maybe five stories in mm. a season but they're three or four part episodes yeah yes just tell more stories that's the only thing that really sucks about the modern like less stories but longer yeah mm. we'll get get more story in yeah you know. that's the one thing that sucks about the modern era who is that it's just the 45 minute yeah. episode and it has really bad next generation syndrome yeah where everything is really great for like the first half an hour, 35 minutes, and then it's rushed it's to tie it up. Or it's flanged. It's rushed to, to finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and there's no... Cause I think it was Terry Pratchett was saying that even though it is science fiction, there has to be a narrative for the yeah. viewer to watch and, and follow so they can get there in the end yeah. themselves. Because part of the fun of Doctor Who is trying to work out what he's doing and being right and then just having him just do something off the cuff because he's the doctor and he can yeah. kind of ruins that um, so that would be the one thing I'd want them to fix in the new season because mm. they're sticking with the same writing team and the same yeah, yeah, yeah. there's staying as yeah. showrunner so yeah two, two to three episodes to, to uh, cover one story yeah. but I'd like to see two parties back as well proper two parties back yeah. yes because well, I don't think there have been any this season have there no no no, none. Which is made, f- made for kind of a nice break for one season, I suppose. Because mm. they were starting to wear a bit thin. <laughs> we were getting a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and But again, they had Star Trek Syndrome too. Well, the first half was really good, the cliffhanger was amazing. The second half was kind of pants. The half was a bit disappointing. Because like, the silence in the library yeah. was a brilliant episode. The second part of that was a bit weak. Yeah. And the, um, Crash of the Byzantium yeah, as well. Byzantium, I was going to say that. Um, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who Indeed. Knows? But, yeah, those are my picks. AD, you got any idea who you'd want to see in the role? No, I I think Damien Hurst would be quite cool, but... Is it Damien Hurst? Yeah, yeah. But I don't. It's not going to happen. I think he'd be quite cool in the road. I like. I liked his his acting style and ability. Yeah. But it isn't going to happen. So I, I I'm voting for it being somebody that's not on that not on anybody's list. I don't think it's Damien Hurst. It is. 
Damien with an E, Hurst with an I. Or is it Damien Lewis? Lewis. Is it Lewis? Is it Lewis? Because Damien Hurst is the artist. Yeah. It is, yes, and that's with an E. Is Damien Lewis. Lewis. Bugger. We'll have to go back and... uh, No, we won't. We'll just say every instant you've heard of Ailey saying Damien Hurst, Hurst actually Damien Lewis. I'm sure they they probably knew what they meant, because Damien Hurst wasn't in Homeland. No. Hanging around in the background with half a cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, why do we think outside the box? Special effects. Yeah. People who aren't TV people. People who aren't actors. Yeah. Well, Emma Newman, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Emma, Emma Newman with China Melville as her assistant. Although I'm sure if that were to come to pass... Uh, you wouldn't get past the locked door of the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> China Melville would, would be sequestered in her wine cellar. <laughs> And by wine cellar, I mean dungeon. And by sequestered, I mean handcuffed. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, we can't be too mean about Evan Newman because she's coming on the show. That's not being mean. <laughs> that's not being mean at all. I think she was open about her, her dungeon for China Melville on just a minute. <laughs> Hopefully she'll be on the show. That would be awesome. We'd love to have her on the show. Because her podcast is brilliant. It is. Tea and Jeopardy is a brilliant, brilliant podcast. Our podcast is somewhat less refined than that. <laughs> uh, a lot less <laughs> refined. <laughs> they have sound effects and everything. Yeah. It makes me think of radio plays. Yeah. It's awesome. Makes me think of listening to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And my, my dad's Absolutely. old Goon Show records and stuff. Yeah. Just, it's awesome. If you haven't listened to it, the last one was on Endor. Cool. Then yeah, well, we can always throw sound effects in. Yeah, she's had a Endor, a lighthouse, a giant mech robot mech warrior thing, yeah, and a volcano. And a volcano. volcano was the first one with Chuck Wendig, cool. wasn't it? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, non-actors to play the role of the Doctor. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm no. doing a complete, complete blank. Yeah, answer. yeah, I am. Oh, there we go, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> who do you Email think? It in. Yeah. Who do you think? Yeah. We're stumped now. Also, who do you think should play the Doctor? What are your standpoints on it? Should it be a woman? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, well, I can't believe it that people are like, writing these articles saying about how sexist and racist Doctor Who is. I, I don't think it is at all. No, I don't. But it's just the American thing, that's the thing for me. It just cannot be an American. It could be anybody at all, but it's not American. Apart from French. But, oh, yeah, definitely not French. I guess that's saying. It's got to be a Brit, I think. Just because just because it's like one of the last sort of British, British things we have. It's Professor like, Elemental in to do it. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> not, an, not an actor. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> He's a Professor Elemental. Professor Elemental to be the doctor. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Very sweet. Bit of a demotion though, isn't it? It's professor Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Or would it be Doctor Professor or Professor? Oh, professor's got ten years, hasn't it? So yes. Steampunk Doctor Who, yeah. I know some people who would flip out about that, yeah, to be fair. Indeed. There's too much steampunk going on. And it's it's like with everything, I think, as it becomes more and more popular. And mainstream. And mainstream. People's idea of what steampunk is. Oh is God, yes. became more and more diluted. More fixated. I we had this. We had a big discussion about this at the weekend at D and D. Oh, Darvel's frog! I forgot about Darvel's frog. You did, yes. Yeah. So oh, what is, is Darvel's frog? Darvel's frog. Okay. Well, are we done with the Doctor Who chat? I, I would I say so. so. I think we're done with I, Doctor I think Who chat. We'll just be sat, just 
pulling names out of the hat. Yeah. Yeah. So Darvel's Frog is essentially this. We had a big campaign and uh, our GM set it up. So there's a Death Knight riding a Wyvern, 300 hit points, and it was started to sort of really give us a good twatting. And Loss, just who's playing this transmitter, just turned into a frog. It failed his fortune check. So this 300 hit point Death Knight on Wyvern became a frog. <laughs> and it ended up being put on one of the mates, Dean's playing this mad-ass drunk dwarf called Darvel, just sticks it under his helmet, puts his helmet on, so the frog's underneath his magical helm. Later in the dungeon, we're in this room, and Dean and another character are about to die, so the mage again casts temporal stasis on them to remove them from time and to stop any effects happening and, and affecting them. And the question became, what happens to the frog under the helmet? Because he's not actually part of Darville, so he's not affected by the temporal stasis. Indeed. And we decided that, much like Schrodinger's cat, that frog was both alive and, and dead, dead. Yes. until we could remove the helmet and see. It existed in the state of both. Yes. Both instances. Quantum waveform yeah. probability frog. Yes. Because the, hit po- the room we were in was draining a hit point per round, and we had to sort of like... Leave them for there, There's your decaying isotope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially, yeah. the one hit point around was being lost in this room, which was, yeah, it was that's the decaying isotope. And we had to go and rest up for eight hours so that our priest could then cast the spells needed to, once these guys were removed from temporal stasis, heal them and cure them of mummy rot. So, we knew that more than 300 rounds would have gone so the death knight would definitely have died or the frog that was would definitely have died if the frog had 300 hit points as a frog yeah so that was the thing and and it, we were, people were actually asking seriously well, what's going to happen to the frog so I just broke it down and shredding his cat and it became Darvel's frog so a, D, a D&D thought experiment it was Darvel's frog <laughs> so it's kind of awesome. it took geeky to That's just a geez. whole new cool, level yeah. But yeah, I completely missed the um, decaying isotope yeah. by that, but that was definitely the hit point <laughs> last. As it was, once they were removed from temporal stasis and removed curse had been cast to uh, lift mummy rot enough for them to be healed. The frog had disappeared. Well, the helmet was stuck to Devil's head, so I had to make a strength check to pull it off. And when I did, the frog had returned to its natural form upon death and was just the ashes flowing from the helmet of a dead death knight. Okay, so not a... A giant death knight under his hat. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of threw us all on, all on the curveball. But up until that moment, it was you know, it was a it was it was it was quantum wave for yeah. probability frog. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we called it for sure. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. So then that's when I thought it'd be really cool if I could chuck up some microphones and just record the D and D session, and then release it as like a radio play mm-hmm. but the amount of bullshit we chat we we sort of like we don't actually game for that much of a no, session it's, just, it's the asides that yeah. tend to make games so um, that's what I thought about maybe writing writing out Pretty a couple of a, well, yeah. writing out a couple of radio play type things mm-hmm. little 20 minute shorts but in the style of a D&D adventure but what? switching between in character and then getting very meta and looking at the character That's what I would well. suggest is if you record a session and then base your scripts off that. Yeah. Because then be you'll get the meta jokes as well. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, that's very cool. So I would say record the session and then, because I mean, I've done it before where I've recorded sessions and turned them into stories. So I've had the ongoing plot line there and I've got some dialogue from what people have actually said. Well, I used to write um, in character diaries Mm. for stuff that was going on. This is when I started gaming, when I was took it a lot more seriously than I do now. Now it's just like, drive back to Worcester, see my friends I don't see all week, have a pizza, eat a bag of cookies, mm-hmm. and maybe get an hour and a half of game into the four hours that were there. Well, maybe the three of us with maybe one or two others could go around to somewhere, have a few beers, and, and actually record a... I'm fairly sure we could. I've got a couple of characters already. I've got, well, old characters of mine I'd bring into it. But would, I think it would just be fun. Yeah, I'd be definitely. willing for doing that. Yeah, just actually sit around and actually have, have a few beers as well, because some of the stuff that comes out is going to be quite... Yeah. Especially some of the in-game stuff too. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's probably the next big project from Nerd vs. World is some sort of... <laughs> Another one. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few on the we gotta go. backbone, aren't we? Yeah. And when will we find the time to finish half of them? I don't know. Indeed. We still need to play with the makey-makey. We, we do. do. Yeah, we were talking about that. We, we had a, well, lady had a bit of play with that round at ours at the Sweet. weekend. Hooked it yeah. up to the tablet. I'm still waiting. Yeah, so it doesn't quite work very well. I'm still waiting for the leap motion to get released. Mm. We keep pushing that back. I'm getting more and more concerned because I was on the pre-order last May, mm-hmm. and it was meant to ship at Christmas. Then it was January. Then it was March. Then May. Then now back to July. But they still haven't opened the open beta testing yet. So I'm, I'm dubious. I think it'll be year end canned. before I see it. Mm-hmm. It won't be canned. There's working. They've got twelve thousand units out with devs at the moment building apps okay. for it. So it's a genuine thing and it's out there. Um, but there's been a bit of a price hike as well since the pre-order, which is pretty annoying. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Well, as we talk about this kind of thing on every uh, on pretty much every show, I think we should have a Kickstarter of the week. Yeah. yeah, and my Kickstarter of the week for this one is one that I just backed yesterday, which is the seventh edition rulebook for Call of Cthulhu. Oh, mm. awesome! Is a Kickstarter, so go and check that out. Okay, that's well, run by Chaosium. They're doing a whole new version. They've got some pretty sweet uh, offers oh, on there. I much preferred the Chaosium approach to Cthulhu. I got the D twenty stuff. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. No. I prefer the original because yeah. sanity was just so much more important yeah. than the original. So, than yeah. Go on to Kickstarter yeah. and check out. Call so this Cthulhu. is what edition? Seventh is edition. Seventh edition. Because I've got the fifth edition. I got. I bought that like years ago as a PDF. Um, but yeah, they're doing a whole new seventh edition. I have get. a load of HP Lovecraft audio plays actually. Cool. Oh my, I, I think I must be one of the only people that I know of um, that I've spoken to who's actually. Managed to uh, end up with minus twenty one side points. <laughs> it's so easy to lose sanity in oh, Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I did impl- in, basically. I turned yeah. the uh, the universe inside out. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, again, I, conversely, yeah. I've had some awesome ones where I stood toe to toe with Great Cthulhu and lost one sanity point on a D hundred roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Cthulhu. It's D hundred if you fail your sanity check. Yeah. It's D ten if you do, if you pass it. Yeah. And your noodly appendages. Yeah. Oh yeah, I failed <laughs> and you failed and got all a one. zero one. Nice. Um, wow. Have you played Elder Sign? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That game is impossible. I've yet to win a game of Elder Sign. That's what tends to happen at D&Ds. We'll sort of turn up and we'll be waiting for people to get there. So we'll end up board gaming for a bit. Mm. I recently started playing X-Wing Miniatures. When I say started playing, I had one lesson. And 
got well beaten playing the playing the the Empire. It's very cool. It's a miniatures game, and there's some good tactics to be involved in it. But I think I need to spend more time reading the rules and reading what abilities did, because you have to think about how you build your squadrons. But there you go. Yeah, so I think we should do Kickstarter of the week as a as an ongoing Sweet. feature. Because we do talk about it a lot, and there's yeah. always some good ones out there. Cool. So stick it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll put a link Gadget to the Kickstarter in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there was a another one that I think Emma backed last week, which it's run out by now. I think it runs out today or yesterday, and that was for Girl Genius mm. Volume Thirteen of Girl Genius. Trying to get that published. I'd be really up for the um, Cthulhu one, though. But yeah, have a look. I mean, so it, it, some of them are expensive. I, mean, I think the $30 one gets you the PDFs of both the Keepers and the Player's Handbook. And then I think it's like $50 and up gets you the soft cover, and then it's like $100 for the hard covers. So it, it, it's expensive. I think we need to have an RPG special soon. I think we do, yeah. yeah. We, we don't talk about role-playing enough. No. We sort of... I think we talk about it. comics, you know, either. I think we just talk about comics more. <laughs> we don't really talk about gadgets or apps much either, to be fair. Yeah. We've had Makey Making, that's about it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, if there's anything in particular you'd like us to talk about in the show that you don't think we're talking about. I'll stop talking about <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, you might not listen. But, you know, <laughs> make suggestions anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Best we'll do is ignore you. <laughs> No, we won't. We love you. <laughs> lovely, lovely listeners. <laughs> um, I think that's about, about all we got for this show. I think that's pretty much it for this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've got anything else. A quick uh, quick throw in. Um, to mention it, uh, is uh, some news that I've heard today is uh, Fleetwood Mac bringing out uh, a four-track EP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the tracks I actually got to hear, it's definitely uh, Fleetwood Mac, but... Um, Few modern twists in well, it. Because you, you heard all the Eden House stuff, which is the lead singer of Fleetwood Mac, because mm. uh, they did. They, they've got one full-length album and one EP, Smoke and Mirrors EP, and that's yes. got like really cool cover versions yeah, of Play and, Dead and, and stuff. Very good. Uh, which is brilliant because uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard Eden House. They're uh, kind I'm, of, I'm just going to remove. Someone's posted a picture on my on my wall, and it's a fucking Game of Thrones spoiler. <laughs> Delete photo. Um, this is why I always have tag options. It's my boss as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, have you heard of Eden House? I haven't. They're a kind of goth supergroup. It's the he's the bass player from Fields of the Nephilim, lead yeah. singer from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, it, it, they're brilliant. And they're, they're, was it something to do with Depeche Mode as well? I think there's, I think there might be something to do with Depeche Mode. I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember the yeah. full lineup, but it's yeah. It, they're, it's, they're a goth supergroup, yeah. <laughs> and they do like cover versions and new stuff as well. Their cover version of Play Dead is stunningly good. Oh sweet! I'll check them out. So yeah, do check them out. I always end up getting new stuff to check out at the end of the show. (laughs) Every every time we record, I have more stuff to go and watch and listen to. There you go. Have have a listen to both of those if you can. Indeed. Sweet. And that's it. That is it. That is it. Okay, we are done. Thank you for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been special. (laughs) I'm Aidy. Always special, (laughs) Aidy. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.